You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. On Wednesday, it was reported that multiple Michigan lawmakers and officials were charged with involuntary manslaughter. The charges are linked to the Legionnaire's disease outbreak that led to 12 deaths after the city of Flint switched its water supply to the Flint River in 2014. Unsafe levels of lead were also found in people's drinking water. While Flint residents are still coping with that situation, resources to alleviate it have been made available. Water filters have been installed and donated water bottles are available all over the city. Taking advantage of these resources is simpler for people who speak English and are legal citizens of the United States. What about the people, though, who are undocumented or don't speak the language? How do we make sure that undocumented families are able to get to the resources they need without fear of being arrested or potentially deported? Joining me now to talk about that challenge is Juani Olivares, who is president and CEO of the Genesee County Hispanic Latino Collaborative. Juani, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I find this a really interesting issue uh, because it it sort of brings together uh, two really vexing problems that we have. One, this Flint water crisis, which is a man-made crisis, uh, something that uh, result of government incompetence, uh, negligence, uh, but it's also then uh, brings in this this whole issue of how we treat people who are here from from other com- uh, from other other countries, um, and just the idea that you would be afraid to take advantage of clean water, right? Clean right. water that's available to people in Flint uh, because you're not a documented immigrant because you fear you would get in trouble by by showing up. I mean, it's one of those things that is is a terribly, uh, uh, again, a, a really vexing problem. And, I, you know, I'm really curious about how you even begin to think about ways to, to combat that. Well, first of all, <laughs> uh, thank you for having me here. But sure. um, it, it is extremely hard to find those resources for those individuals for or families who are undocumented. Um, having to deal with, okay, first, you don't have any documentation to seek the resources. And more enough um, to add the, you can't get water because you don't have a valid ID or license is insane because... Water should be a human right. Right. Um, so we went for moving to that, not asking anything. But the, the excuse that was given, oh, is because we need to keep track of the water filters to make sure that we have enough for every household and they're not taking more than once for the same house. Right. Um, but it still doesn't help the situation um, because the filters are not lasting more than a week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, t- talk about how present this problem is in Genesee County. What 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 level of uh, of undocumented uh, citizenry do we have in, in the city of Flint? So in the city of Flint, uh, according to the census, it's 3 percent, which is incorrect. Obviously, if you're undocumented, you're not going <laughs> to fill out the form. The census, right? <laughs> Correct. So we're estimating at about 8000 or more. Really? Yes. Wow. Uh, and and. Uh, when you're talking with uh, these folks, what are they telling you about their experience in the in the water crisis and trying to get help? Uh, so every, every 
family is different. Um, we still have families who still don't go and ask for water because they're still afraid of being asked for documentation. We had families go ask for water and they were being charged for water. They paid, gave them their entire check because water comes first before bills, especially for the ones who have families or little ones at home. Uh, we still have families that need medical assistance because they have high levels of lead in their system and they're not being treated. We have families who are now have been shut off because if you're not paying your water bill, they're going to shut you off or you're going to put a, a tax lien in your home. Right. Um, well, if you're undocumented, guess what? You don't qualify for any of those resources because they ask for a valid ID, social security card, and proof of income. If wow. you don't have any of that, you're out of luck. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if it's not one, if it's not medical, if it's not water, it's a shut off. It's, it's not neither one of those things. It's something else. Yeah. Uh, so talk about what, what what are some of the solutions to this problem? What are some of the things that we can do short of changing uh, national policy about the way we deal with people who are who are un, undocumented? Uh, what are some of the answers? So what? So one of the things that that the governor's office was able to do was do the Medicaid expansion. Uh -huh, right. uh, the least that they could have done was ask for an exception to treat those children that are undocumented and make them qualify for this medical um, right, they can't, emergency. They no, can't they can't. They, they don't benefit at all. So that that's those are some of the simpler things that you could do. But unfortunately, because that money comes out of the state pocket, it's not going to happen. Right, right. Uh, so those are... Even if it was just a short term, maybe for a couple of years, a year, that would have been very helpful for the kids who have high levels of lead in their system. At least get the proper treatment to be seen by a specialist. Because once it goes into your blood system and goes into your bones and then your organs and such, and we don't know where those kids could be right now or in 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. Uh, my guest is Wani Olivares. She is the president and CEO of the Genesee County Hispanic Latino Collaborative. We are talking about undocumented immigrants in the city of Flint and the effect, uh, the different effect, that the Flint water crisis is having on those families. Those families cannot take advantage, at least as readily, of the resources that are being offered to other people in Flint. So water filters, uh, bottled water, things like that that have been made available to the citizens who can't drink the water out of the tap. Uh, if you're undocumented in Flint, it's a lot harder to participate in those things. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, uh, talk about that. Talk about how we ought to be dealing with undocumented immigrants when it comes to things like basic services like water. Uh, give us a call. Also, if you want to talk about the Flint water crisis more generally, big news yesterday uh, in the crisis, you have uh, the Director of Health and Human Services here in the state now charged with involuntary manslaughter. Uh, the Chief Medical Examiner of the state is uh, being is being charged with obstruction of justice and lying uh, to the police. Uh, major development takes the scandal, I think, in a different direction than we have seen it headed before. What do you think about that? Do you think these should be criminal acts, should be dealt with as criminal acts? And how widely do you think the criminal culpability should be assigned? Should we be thinking about whether... Governor Snyder is criminally liable for 
the Flint water crisis. Do you think Attorney General Bill Schuette, uh is uh, is going to push the the investigation in that direction? Three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number to join the conversation. That's three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. And we will try to work your comments into the conversation. Uh, Wani, I, I, I'm, I'm wondering, uh, even, even documented immigrants uh, sometimes face real challenges with regard to, to, to getting basic services. I would imagine that's even, again, worse in the context of the Flint water crisis. Yes, even that the ones who are permanent residents or even U.S. citizens because there's a language barrier – they are so intimidated of not asking for resources. They'd rather not ask for anything and just keep quiet. Yeah, And yeah. you don't do that, but I, I can understand where they're coming from as well. Uh, and, and is that often about language is it, or is it about culture? Um, it, it's both. It's language and culture. I mean, unfortunately, it's a lot of pride. <laughs> we <laughs> right. have a lot of pride. Yeah. But... Um, because we're taught that we're not supposed to depend on others. We're supposed to work hard and get it ourselves, work for it. But when they, when it, when situations like this, we don't have any other choice but to ask for the what we need. Yeah. And some of them are just now starting to see that okay, now we can ask for things um, that our families need. Right. Uh, um, talk about the language barrier. How how cooperative is Genesee County? How accommodating is Genesee County uh, to people who don't speak English? Uh, not very accommodating. Um, to this day, we don't have, um, on behalf of the city of Flint, unfortunately, nothing has been translated into Spanish, Arabic, uh, Mandarin, anything else. Like with the shut up notices, they're still in English. So the families who don't read in English have no idea what's going on. Um, and by the time they do find out it's too late, the water's been shut off. Right, right. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. Let's go to Roger in Lake Orion. Roger, welcome to Detroit. Hey, how, today. how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Hey, I actually had another question, but I've got the question I mentioned to the, uh, to the person was, why do we use the term undocumented immigrant instead of illegal immigrant? And why is that necessary? And then I guess the second question is, is wouldn't this more point to the, to the necessity of dealing with the problem of folks crossing the border without having the proper documentation? Because in an instance like this, a very, very serious thing took place. And now you've got kids who you know, are going to be affected for probably the rest of their lives, which is why it isn't easy to deal with. Right, uh, and they can't get the necessary help that they need, and it's <clears throat> it's not necessarily the city or the state's fault, um, you know, that they don't have the proper documentation, and that you know that's that's a problem all on its own. Right, uh, it needs to be dealt with. Obviously, I mean, these people need help, and we have to help them because it's our city. But you know, it's a problem that folks sure. here yeah. um, and and without. Yeah, Roger, I appreciate the, the, the call and the questions. Uh, Wani Olivares, I'll give you the first crack at the undocumented versus illegal debate. Why, why use that? Roger, Roger wants to know why we don't just say illegal. Well, um, 
illegal is the incorrect term for it. Um, the undocumented word is more correct. It's just like unlike someone who is a permanent resident that is documented, they have proof. Same thing with the undocumented. They don't have the proper documentation. Yes, they've broken laws, but illegal is not the correct term to use. Yeah. Even at the federal government, they don't even suggest that you use that. It is undocumented. Yeah, and the other problem I have with... Um with calling someone an illegal mm-hmm. immigrant is uh, that it describes the person rather than the act. Exactly. Right? Uh, if, you know, who among us doesn't occasionally fracture or break uh, a law or a rule? Uh, if I run red lights uh, all, all the time, they will write me lots of tickets. They don't call me an illegal driver. Um, if I fail to pay my taxes, uh, which lots of people sometimes do. You fall behind or whatever. No one calls me an illegal homeowner. Um, <laughs> again, this idea that you are the the sum total of you is this act, this one act that you've taken or done at some point in your life, I think is, is really, really unfair. Uh, and we don't do that in other contexts. We only seem to do that with regard to immigration. The other problem I have with it is that, uh, like many things in our in our culture, uh, you only hear that when you are describing uh, people of a certain skin color. Uh, yeah. I, I don't hear people talk about uh, folks from Europe who overstay their visas uh, in this country as illegal immigrants. Uh, you, you almost <laughs> never hear that term at- attached to them. No, you don't, and, and that's, that's true. People from Europe who oversee the visa don't are not called that, but they have broken a law by overseeing the visa. Right, they're so, undocumented exactly. as well, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the right that's the right term. So, mm-hmm. so Roger, that's the, that's the answer that we have uh, for that. Um, uh, talk about his his other question there. Uh, what was your second question, Roger? Are you still there? No, we lost Roger. Uh, hey. Uh, All right. So um, uh, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk more about Flint. Uh, I want to thank Wani Olivares for being here, uh, president and CEO of the Genesee County Hispanic Latino Collaborative. Stay with us on Detroit Today. 